Hello, and welcome to Mountain Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Geringer. On today's program, we hear from youth media makers with the All Access EKY Project, who are documenting stories about reproductive health access in eastern Kentucky. I sat down with the All Access Fellows for a group interview earlier this month, and coming up, you'll hear their voices as well as a few of the audio pieces they've produced so far. But first, Project Director Willa Johnson explains the history of the program. Willa Johnson, I'm the Project Director for Apple Shop and Appalachian Media Institute on the project All Access EKY. And um, All Access EKY is a partnership uh, program through um, Apple Shop, Kentucky Health Justice Network, and the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancies. And uh, several years ago, there was a group that got started at Apple Shop with a project called um, East Kentucky Reproductive Health Project, um, and they called it EKRHP. And really, that project was sort of um, almost sort of a listening session about women's and people's uh, relationships to reproductive health care. There wasn't really a mission of um, like to prevent unplanned pregnancies or anything like that. It was more so how do we just make space for people to talk about this part of their health care. And um, as as the project went on, um, we saw the need. We saw a lot of young women um, talking about not understanding the different forms of birth control or not having good sex education in schools or, um, you know, what it was like to have a child at a young age or have friends have children at young ages. And so it just sort of... Um, realizing just the importance of having access to birth control. And then when this uh, opportunity came along, we had already sort of laid the foundation to start this work. The project um, this go-round is really to look at the rate of unplanned pregnancies in the region and um, what the access to birth control looks like. Um, So we are uh, organizing on several levels. One is that we... Um, are collecting data. We are working to create a steering committee of local stakeholders and health um, healthcare providers and um, educators, social workers, people who can one tell us where the needs are, and two also help us get our our work um, out there into the community. And so on our end, our part of the project is that we are the storytellers. Um, of course, we're Apple Shop, so that makes sense. Um, and so we're able to hire five young media producers. Um, all are in high school or college, and it's a paid fellowship for eight weeks um, each semester. And um, the point to having them as part of the project is that they're young. They understand where the gaps are now. Um, you know, I'm 32, which is not that old and still needing access to birth control, too. But I don't understand, like, where the needs are if I'm a high school student and don't know who to talk to. Um, and these these young fellows do. So they're telling the stories of um, their friends, of themselves, of um, what it's, you know, what are the questions they have for the doctor? And so they're telling this through um, audio pieces for the radio, videos, 
Um, they're currently working on a, a new website, um, running social media. And so um, as the project goes on, we'll do two years of this um, storytelling. And so there'll be this um, archival of media that can be aired on places like WNMT, on um, social media platforms like Facebook, um, of local young people talking about why access to birth control is important and needed, and also helping each other figure out how to gain that access. Next, we hear from the youth media makers themselves. Earlier this month, they came into the studio to talk about their work with the All Access EKY project. All right. So, um, the first thing I'm going to ask is for you all to introduce yourselves, maybe with like your name and your age and where you live. Um, I'm Boudreaux Bailey, and I'm 17, and I live in Cumberland. I'm Hannah Adams. I'm 18 years old, and I'm from Letcher, Kentucky. I'm Taylor. Uh, I'm 17 years old, and I'm from Irmine. Okay, so my name is Lauren Rose, and um, I am 19 years old. I'm from McRoberts, Kentucky, originally. I now live in Wattsburg, Kentucky, though. Great. So what is the All Access EKY project? Um, All Access EKY is a program with Apple Shop as a partner to bring bring awareness of the health concern needs of women in Appalachia. So we try to um, inform about like teen pregnancy, women's concerns with getting birth control and access to health care and stuff like that. Cool. Um, so when did the project start? Was it October? Is when we came into it, the fellows. So what was it like when you first started? What, what did y'all do first? Uh, first we had the meeting. And then we started planning, you know, what we were going to do with the project. And we um, planned interviews and stuff like that. What kind of interviews did you plan? Doctors and students, uh, principals. We tried to get different insights from different people on how they can relate to helping with birth control and their experience with um being on birth control and without being on birth control. What I'd like to hear from each of you, how did you hear about the project and what made you, did you have to apply? What made you want to be a part of it? I heard about this project through Willa Johnson, who is the director, and she contacted me asking if I would be interested in it because I've worked with her before. I worked with her on um, The Holler through KVEC, and I've also been a part of um, the Appalachian Media Institute through Apple Shop. So she knew that this was something that was kind of up my alley and um, said it was really fun, had lenient hours. And it, <laughs> um, so I decided to go for it, and I'm really happy that I did. I found out about um, Equal Access through the same way that Hannah did. Um, Willa messaged me and told me about the project and asked if I was interested in it because she, uh, last summer, I put in an application for AMI and she was there when I was being interviewed. And that's how she knew about me. And when she told me about EQI Access, I was really interested because I'm the type of person where I take every opportunity that I can. And 
I've had some experience with like the health concerns of birth control and I wanted to try to help as much as I can to make it more aware of how birth control can help women's health. I just walked in. <laughs> I, I walked in here because I thought, you know, I didn't know the Apple shop was connected with the Boone building. I walked in here. I was like, I heard you all uh, are doing a project. And they were like, uh, you might need to talk to Willa. I was like, who's Willa? They told me to go over that building. I just walked in. And I said, I heard you're, uh, you know, you got a job opening. She sent me some questions and I sent them back and I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. How did you hear about it? Um, my mom works with her mom, and she told me about it. My mom told me about it. Cool. Uh, I found out about this project um, about a like nine months ago, and I heard um, Willa mention about it, and then I like sought out to Willa and told her like how much I'm interested in it and like how I think like all these issues are so important. Cool. What's been the most exciting part of the project so far? The thing that I've enjoyed most about the project is just hearing from people in our community um, about their concerns, about their views on um, this problem. I actually got to interview a really good friend of mine from high school, and we just sat down and asked ourselves questions like, what would we have done if we got pregnant in high school? Um, do we think sex ed is good enough? And it was really fun to bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, getting to work with everyone here. Everybody's great. Just doing, like, meaningful work, I think, is really important. And that what makes you want to, like, you know, keep on producing and really work towards this project. I just really enjoyed being able to interview people and using the equipment. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I was kind of really confused on how to do an audio interview. But after I done, I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." What are some of the stories you all are working on or have worked on? Do you want to talk about ours? Yeah. Okay. So, um, me, Hannah, and I, we worked on just this little audio piece, and um, we told my story. And my story was that I went to um, go get birth control from a doctor in McRoberts, where I'm originally from. And she denied it to me because of, my, because of her religious beliefs. So that's what we've been working on currently. Um, I also made a piece revolving around teen pregnancy in high school. And to do that, I interviewed Gracie Maggard, who's the principal of Letcher County Central High School. And I asked her how her school handles pregnant teenagers, what kind of special needs they have. And then we also decided to add in a student's perspective, which is when I interviewed my friend from high school. And that I really like how that piece turned out because they're kind of like contrasting sides to the story, a more professional side and a more true side. And it really um, gets into like the hard stuff that a school official necessarily wouldn't talk about. Um, the project that I'm finishing up now I interviewed Chris Willis from Quantum Healthcare in Cumberland, Kentucky, and I wanted that project to be about the health concerns because birth control has a whole lot more benefits than just um, 
not letting the woman get pregnant. And the project that I'm about to start, it's to, I'm going to be interviewing my aunt, what she has firsthand experience on what can happen if you have a medical condition and you don't have access to birth control or you just don't have the information, you know, that, hey, if you were on birth control, then, you know, all these other medical reasons wouldn't have to happen. And I kind of want to focus more on the health concerns. I did an interview with Dr. Baker at ARH, and the interview was mostly based on the different contraceptives and how they're used, how much they cost, and then we asked him, you know, how many uh, young women that he gets in there regularly asking for birth control. And he told us, you know, there's quite a bit every day. And um, then I'm working on an article right now about like the health, like what birth control can do to help your health. There's all kinds of like, it's more helping to you than it is just preventing pregnancy. Like there's a lot of health issues that it, it helps a lot. And people just, I don't think they know it. So I'm writing that article to, you know, inform people about what all it can do. Um, why did you all? Why do you all think this is an important topic to to make stories about and to get information out about? I think, well, okay, um, as a woman, you know, or even as a man, like someone in your life is going to need birth control, and like it's detrimental to their health. And when a woman is denied um, birth control, then they are denied like one of their a fundamental right. So I think that that's why this is such a, you know, great topic and like a great thing to work towards because, you know, it's, a, it's affecting so many people. I think that this is an important topic because as now a college student in middle school and high school, I was never informed about birth control and I never really had a good sex ed experience. And I think those things are really crucial to know. Um, especially because I've been on birth control and uh, not for preventing pregnancies for health issues, but I never realized that these things could be fixed with birth control. No one told me that. Um, so I think it's really important for people to know that birth control is so important for other things than pregnancy, and there needs to be more insight in high schools and middle schools about what it can do. I think that it's important if we get different stories because as we're reaching out to people, there's different sides and different reasons why people may be interested in birth control or some things that they may not know. And if you have a story that, you know, you publish and someone can relate to, then, you know, you just reached out to someone. Everything I was going to say, you all said. But uh, I, I just think it's important for... I think they should teach more of it in schools. I think they should, um, like, if there's a student at a school that's having, like, issues and they don't want to talk to their parents about it, whether it's, you know, periods or whatever, um, I just think that they need to, like, have information about what can help them, if it even is birth control, and maybe, you know, go to the doctor. It would also be nice if, like, um, sexual education schools if they would t touch on more than just you know STDs or um, how to put 
certain birth controls into use, like, you know, touching on the health concerns and how they can access more on the medical side of birth control than just, you know, the barrier methods. Yeah, like, our uh, sex ed at school didn't even tell us anything about appeal. They just showed us, like, I don't really want to go in depth of what they showed us, but it wasn't, like, <laughs> contraceptives. And then they showed us, like, pictures, mostly. They didn't teach you anything. They just basically said, hey, if you do this, you're going to end up with this, is what I felt when I was taking the class. It's also really important to get other stories out there that could inspire women and girls. Um, like in Lauren's instance, someone might hear that radio piece and think, well, the same thing happened to me. This shouldn't be happening. Something needs to change. Okay. Um, what's been the most difficult part of the project so far? Talked a little bit about what's been exciting, but what's been a challenge to it? Getting teen moms to get interviewed and having their insight and their stories to how pregnancy was in high school. What are some of the challenges you've had with that? Um, they think it's discrimination. They think, you know, since this whole project is based around birth control, they think that if they are interviewed about, you know, having a baby in high school, it's just going to be flipped around and made to the point where they look like a bad person because they had a baby in high school. And I can't hardly find anybody, you know, willing enough to do it. I mean, we're not discriminating. We're just trying to get their stories. It could help somebody else out, you know what I mean? But it's just really hard to find somebody to do it. Um, well, for me, it's a personal problem. The most uh, difficult part of this for me has been time management because, like, I think that this is such a fantastic uh, project. And, like, I wish I could devote so much time to it, but, like, my life has been chaotic. <laughs> like, you know, dealing with, like, school and work and, you know. So that's that's been the most difficult part for me. And also, um, like, hearing, like, what different women have had to go through and um, the possibility of, you know, the birth control mandate being lifted and women having to, like, pay out of pocket for their birth control is, like, a hard pill to swallow. And it's you know it's just devastates you to think that you know something that like should you know obviously like you know women should get birth control because it you know a b c d like it can do all these great things but you know just thinking about that being ripped away from someone is it's you know that's awful i think it can be challenging to touch upon every circumstance that women deal with there's so many different sides to the stories and it's hard to talk about all of them and do them justice, you know, without people feeling discriminated. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's really hard. One thing that I also kind of struggled with was telling different stories and, like, getting an interview set where it wouldn't be, you know, considered too graphic or too non-professional because certain things people are going to like be iffy on because it's kind of a hard subject to you know get around with i think um you know birth control and sex is very taboo 
and uh, you know it takes a lot for, to get a woman comfortable being like you know like this is not just about sex this is about like your health you know and like you should be able to comfortably talk about it so how have y'all addressed some of those challenges it seems like the theme of people feeling worried that their stories were going to be used in a negative way came up more than once um, I wonder how you've talked about or thought about or um, worked through some of that every time I go into an interview I make sure that the person I'm interviewing knows that any any question I ask that they feel uncomfortable answering or they don't want people to hear that they have the right not to answer it and I let them know that this is a safe program that they're not going to be discriminated and we just want to get their story out Yeah, um, it's, we definitely have to remind people that we're not going to take their, what they say, and we're not going to ask them questions that's going to undermine them, like, we want to empower them, so, like, we, you know, constantly have to, like, remind them of that. Um, have there been any really surprising parts of the project, whether it was stories that you heard, or, um, something about learning more media techniques, or just any part of it that, that you've learned something you didn't expect to or um um I think the the most infuriating and um surprising part of it is just like how big of an issue it is in the political spectrum right now and like looking more and more into it and every single day like you see something about the birth control mandate and it's just infuriating so Will you talk a little more about the birth control mandate? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the this Obamacare um, initiated a birth control mandate, which made it to where you know women would not have to pay the full price or if anything for birth control. And now they're trying to um, rip away the birth control mandate, which is going to make you know IUDs cost a thousand dollars. You know. And most women say, I, I read this somewhere, that, like, most women said that, like, if they had to pay even 10 bucks for birth control today, they couldn't. I interviewed uh, one of my family members. She um, got pregnant her beginning of her senior year. And she got to the point where she's, like, five months pregnant where she got online classes. And um, she officially got kicked out of them around January. But, uh of last year but uh, I interviewed her and you know we as a group helped like come up with questions to ask and it really you know didn't dawn on me that you know some of the questions that were going to be asked to her was about school so like I was asking her questions like were you discriminated in school um, how did your friends treat you she had answers for those you know saying that some of her friends left her because I mean she was pregnant and she couldn't party but um, she really wasn't in school while she was pregnant, so she don't have answers to, you know, discrimination, uh, bullying, anything like that. But um, after we got done with the interview, like, she didn't feel discriminated, but she was like, why are you asking me all these questions about school knowing that I'm not in school? Because I don't have no answers for them. But um, 
we ended up not using her interview because she felt like we were uh her story wouldn't match along with what our program is trying to do and I, I have a feeling that most teen moms that if we did interview them about how it was like in high school that they'd feel the same way because this is based upon birth control and not teen pregnancy so she just felt like she didn't belong in the program she felt like she didn't she didn't want to use is what I'm trying to say because you know she don't want to feel like a bad person because she got pregnant in high school what do you all hope the impact of this project is? Um, I would hope that it would be more for like educational use. Like I would love for someone to get on our website and like say, okay, say that they're already on birth control, but like they like don't really know a whole lot about it. But like that's where they could go to like get information or like hear relatable stories. I know that working on this project that I've learned a lot about birth control and healthcare, so I hope that it's very educational to other girls and women. Um, I also hope that the stories that we tell are inspiring, that they inspire girls to talk to their um, healthcare providers that they might have been too nervous to talk about before, that they open up to maybe their mom or grandma or whoever's in their life and say, hey, I think I need to be on birth control um, and just ex um, inspires them to be safe when engaging in sex. I'd like to see birth control become more available to people where, well, I know some people who aren't able to be put on birth control even though it would benefit their health a whole lot, but they're unable to because you know, their parent or guardian just does not agree with it. They would, they think badly of it and think, oh, well, if my child is going to be put on birth control, then that means that it'd be easier for them to have sex. But that's, it can be a case, but it's not always the case. Like, a child or a teenager shouldn't have to, like, suffer through their health concerns just because their parents have a different belief. And I just hope that, you know, there could be a way where, you know, when it's involving health concerns of all ranges, um, a young woman can, you know, find access to birth control. I also hope that talking about sex and birth control can become less of a taboo. It's kind of ridiculous <clears throat> that we as a society don't want to talk about sex in schools or don't want to talk about birth control or let people know that we're taking birth control because it's such a taboo when it's actually a very normal part of life. I hope it um, reduces unplanned pregnancy in eastern Kentucky and the health concerns. Like, I hope it, you know, helps them, like, people with health concerns. And um, I feel like Pregnancy is not a bad thing, but if it can, if you don't want it right now and it can be prevented, I mean, you can do it five years, ten years down the road, but if you're, you know, sexually active and you're not on birth control, that's a risk you're taking, even if it is something you want or it's not something you want, and if it's not, there's birth control, and I just feel like 
most people I know that get pregnant at a young young age are too afraid to ask their guardians, you know, hey, I'm, I need to be put on this. And I believe that if they ask them why, they're going to, you know, not do it because they're too young. I just think uh, more like us giving the public more information about like what all this can do, I, I think it'll help a lot with the unplanned, preg unplanned pregnancy rate. So you all have talked a little bit that um, that birth control is good for a variety of health issues. Um, does anybody want to talk about some of those that it's good for in addition to helping prevent unplanned pregnancies? Okay. Um, I know a girl. I, well, I just recently spoke with her. And I know that she, the only birth, form of birth control that she can take is the NuvaRing. And she took the birth control shot. Like, she tried so many different birth control me methods. And um, she tried the birth control shot at one point and had a seizure. So, like, if, you know, um, so if you could imagine if the NuvaRing was stripped away from her. Like, how, you know, detrimental that would be to her health. So, mm -hmm. I've taken birth control in the past to help regulate periods, which is a very common use for it. Um, and I've been off and on it uh, for a couple of years. And I honestly just feel overall healthier and more awake and productive when I'm on birth control. When some women are put on birth control, it helps regulate their hormones. And, you know, if someone's hormones aren't balanced like it could be it can cause a whole lot of health concerns like not not just with you know their period but with other like normal things and i know personally from my mother and my aunt that if they could have been on birth control sooner then they wouldn't have to have you know hysterectomy because they were both they both had um Endometriosis. <laughs> Anyways, if my mom could have been put on birth control sooner, then it wouldn't have gotten so bad. But anytime she would go to the doctor over the pains and irregular periods she had, they would just send her back home and tell her, told her that there was nothing wrong with her because they wouldn't really, you know, do a lot of tests or really, you know, do what they were supposed to. And if she hadn't went to this certain doctor within time um, and had gotten hysterectomy, then I think it was a few more months later she could have ended up dead. And... It, it's just kind of surprising that if, if she was put on birth control, you know, before she had to have a hysterectomy, then, you know, all that could have been prevented from happening. In that uh, article I'm writing for our website, I'm listing, like, all the, like, benefits of birth control. And some of them that, like, I haven't got it finished yet, but it's in process. I wrote about, you know, how birth control helps with uh, acne, cysts, and ovarian cancer, and how it helps uh, lighten your period so it's not, you know, killing you, basically, because I know the feeling, what it's like to be completely, 
like drained because your period is so bad like it absolutely kills you and that's when I got on birth control and it helped me like now I don't have one at all and I'm trying to think of the other ones um it can help with like anemia the iron uh, deficiency in your period um it helps with PMS and there's a bunch of other stuff but I don't know the names of them <laughs> can't pronounce them and I am writing about what she just talked about I can't say it neither but what is it in <laughs> endometriosis endometriosis that is a mouthful huh? <laughs> <laughs> well that's a great list thank you um so tell me about these t-shirts you're wearing can you read what they say no <laughs> happy or maybe you can read each other's because you're reading upside down <laughs> mine says talk flirty to me <laughs> um Beardra says don't follow your dreams chase them Taylor says happy parents healthy children stable family and what are they what are they about um, these are from bedsider.com, and they are for Thanks Birth Control Day, which is November 15th, and it's basically a day where women all over the world celebrates birth control for um, all of the amazing things that it does. Cool. So what's, um, how can people find out more about Thanks Birth Control Day? <laughs> is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, they can go on bedsider.com and also use the hashtag thanks birth control all over social media to join in on the conversations. Cool. Great. Well, what else, what else do you all think is important for people to know about the project that you're doing or about birth control access or about women's health in East Kentucky or about documentary work or about anything that we haven't talked about? I've learned all kinds of stuff since I've been in this project. Like what? Like, um, me and my mom are close, but we never really talked about, like, periods. Like, we never talked about them. And then when I, you know, I think I got mine when I was, like, a freshman in high school. When I got my period, I was like, Mom, what's wrong with me? And she's like, here's your pad. Didn't tell me what it was or, you know, anything. And, um, like, I, f I feel like I'm learning a lot. Like, I didn't know, like, birth control helps all kinds of medical issues. And when I was, like, researching for my paper, I was like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> like, it helps a lot of people. And uh, if they don't have access to that, then they'll be struggling because it helps them, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's shocking how there's not more talk about, you know, birth control helps all these different health, you know, health problems. And it's more about, like, birth control prevents sex. Always. So I think that um, it's, it's very important for us in this project to inform and not just talk about, like, all the teen pregnancies, but we need to, like, say, what, what has birth control done for you? Like, what does birth control mean to you? Cool. So, where can people find out more about your project? We have a Twitter and a Facebook page, and um, 
Is our website done? Nope. We will soon have a website. Well, what are? How do people find your Twitter and Facebook pages? It is at All Access EKY. <laughs> and uh, yep, that's how you find us. Both on Twitter and on Facebook. Both on Twitter and on Facebook. All right. Well, cool. Thank you all so much for talking <laughs> with me. Thanks for having yeah. us. For the remainder of today's program, we'll hear three pieces produced by the All Access EKY Fellows about access to birth control in eastern Kentucky. First, we'll hear a piece produced by Lauren Rose and Hannah Adams. Access to birth control and reproductive support is a major issue for women in Kentucky. While the teen birth rate in the United States has declined over the past two decades, the rate remains sufficiently higher compared to other countries, Kentucky being one of the states with the highest. The teen birth rate in Central Appalachia is 63% higher than the national rate. All Access EKY strives to search local communities for true stories of everyday women who have struggled to get the reproductive support they need. Lauren Rose, 19 and a full-time student, shares her story of discrimination and rejection taking birth control. I grew up in McRoberts, Kentucky, a small town in the Cofields of Central Appalachia. In McRoberts, there is only one family clinic. It is a small clinic that is operated out of a remodeled house built in the 1930s. A couple of months ago, I visited this doctor to get treatment for a sinus infection. As she was filling out my antibiotics prescription, I asked if she could fill me out a prescription for a basic birth control pill. She proceeded to ask me numerous questions as to why I needed the birth control. I told her that I just needed it because I hadn't been on it in a while. She then refused to give me the birth control because she said it was against her religious beliefs. This experience has swayed me away from going back to the doctor and asking for birth control again. It made me feel as if getting birth control was a quote-unquote dirty thing to do. Not being on birth control is reckless, and I wish that I would have had a better experience when confiding in my family doctor for preventative measures. This story is just one example of the need for better birth control and reproductive support within the Eastern Kentucky region. For more information, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allaccessekw or on Twitter at allaccessekw. Next up is a piece produced by Hannah Adams that focuses on teen pregnancy in high school. Imagine you're a senior in high school. You're top of your class, got accepted to the college of your dreams, and are mere months away from graduating. Seems pretty perfect, right? Now imagine you find out you're pregnant. Everything you believed your life would be has now changed. This is a reality for many girls in high school. Being a mother and student can be extremely overwhelming, especially without support and guidance. Gracie Maggard, principal of Letcher County Central High School, shares how her school helps dean students further their education. The biggest thing is to be supportive. 
you know, we think and we believe that education is the great equalizer. And so it's important for us to make sure that we can continue that with no matter what condition our students are in. I think the good thing is that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, a child would be ostracized. I mean, it was horrible. And, you know, you don't sweep something like that under the rug. So embracing the situation for what it is and realizing that, especially my job here, is to make sure that our, our future moms are educated. I recently sat down to talk to a friend from high school about her opinion on the matter. If I would have gotten pregnant in high school, I definitely would have freaked out. My family would not have been that happy about it. I guess I would have been treated somewhat the same. Everyone would have talked about it. You know how people are in high school. You know, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people would be immature about it. Research shows that only 40% of teen mothers complete high school and fewer than 2% finish college before they reach their 30s. It seems like it's easier to back away from something than just to stay, you know, focused on where they need to go. So high school's tough. It's tough. And so um, to be able to be that driven and focused despite morning sickness, despite health concerns, despite possible bullying issues or social pressures, for these girls to go ahead and continue, I think it's mature. I think, that, I think I like that word the best. And finally, we hear an excerpt of Hannah Adams' interview with nurse practitioner Carrie Hall. I practice as a midwife, a family nurse practitioner, and a women's health nurse practitioner. So I see everyone from birth to elderly. I do deliveries at the hospital, and I also work in the clinic daily um, and see whoever comes comes to see me. I mainly see teenagers for pregnancy or um, sexually transmitted diseases um, or family planning. Teenagers um, kind of have my heart. Um, I can relate to them and um, I think it's because they need us more. You know, in the heart of eastern Kentucky and the Appalachian Mountains, we struggle with a lot of um, drug abuse, domestic violence in the homes. Um, a lot of children don't have homes in this area. So I feel the need to reach out to those children more and care for them more, show them love um, kindness, um, and show them that we do care. I do feel like some teenagers um, are embarrassed by teenage pregnancy and are afraid um, how that they will actually uh, fit in to society. Um, I, you know, personally encourage my teenagers to return to school, um, to continue with school-based activities. Um, because, you know, I explained to them that motherhood goes on, you know, regardless of getting their education and an education goes on regardless of motherhood. In order to prevent teenage pregnancies, there needs to be more education in the school systems, um, more um, programs available in the county um, to educate um, teenagers and to also provide them with extracurricular activities that um, will, 
that are good for them and, and that will keep them busy away from, you know, peer pressure that can lead to teenage pregnancy. The advice that I give to young mothers is they can continue their education. They can continue um, activities that they enjoy in life and still be a mother. That's it for this week's edition of Mountain Talk, featuring the All Access EKY Project. To learn more about the fellows and their work, find them on Facebook or Twitter at All Access EKY. To hear this episode of Mountain Talk again, or to listen to past episodes, visit our website at WMMT.org, or download Mountain Talk wherever you get your podcasts. I've been your host, Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMMT, Thanks for listening to Real People Radio.